0: This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right. uh, Let's see. We've got R&B Car Company. Now they've got locations in South Bend and Warsaw. You can visit them online at rbcarcompany.com. Okay, let's take a look at this story here we got a couple of really petty stories for everybody and we like a good petty story don't we all right newsweek went back in time and they rewrote a 2015 story that had described graduates of ranger school as rangers to match its present-day story accusing tom cotton who's republican of arkansas now who who's a graduate of ranger school by the way of not being a ranger Uh, And and if you don't know what the Army Rangers are, you know, look them up. Um, They're the most effective fighting unit that we have ever had in this country, and it's you know, it's um, I just all right. Let's go to National Review. Cotton's communications director, Caroline Tabler, tells National Review that Cotton's office contacted Newsweek this weekend to point out that the Newsweek had that Newsweek had identified the female Ranger School graduates as army Rangers in 2015 they're not by the way uh Newsweek responded by editing its 2015 story to conform to Salon's new smear of cotton now again cotton is a Ranger the 2015 Newsweek story no longer says the two women will become Rangers the edited version says they will be allowed to wear the coveted Ranger tab on their uniforms okay so that's again Newsweek Now, if you want to get a sense of how insincere Salon's attack on cotton is, just take a look at uh, all the times that Salon articles refer to graduates of Ranger School as Army Rangers. Okay, Uh, an article published on Salon in May 2020 identified the Salon author, a Ranger School graduate, as an Army Ranger. So they went back and they rewrote a story from 2015 in order to match a story today in Salon. In order to attack Tom Cotton. <laughs> um, uh, Barry why she says, however bad you think it is, I promise it is much worse. E- yeah. Uh, I, I, it's just, again, you know, uh, doublespeak, newspeak, Orwell, all of that. If you haven't read 1984 yet, like, I've been telling you for how many years I've been telling you to read 1984. What, decade at least? At least. Just just go read it. I know that everybody's on the bandwagon now, but we clearly were ahead of the curve on that one. Just do yourself a favor and read it. Get the audiobook, whatever. There's free dramatization of it on YouTube if you want. Just do yourself a favor please and read what orwell wrote in that book because everything that first of all the stuff that he wrote in that book was was it was designed as a warning and a lot of people oh it's just fiction yes but it was all designed as a warning it was a fictional story about real things that have happened in the world and it's all happening. The the redefinition of language and everything else. Like I said, this is the, the century old playbook of Lenin. This is exactly what they do. So now let's get into let's change language again. Okay, got another thing. Usurper and the term China virus by executive order. Has any ever called it the China virus? Like, consistently? Maybe once or twice. Has anybody ever called it the China virus? Anybody? I mean, I will now, but has anybody else before then? With Democrats in Congress focused on little else than impeaching a president who's been out of office for a week, the actual Democratic uh, usurper, has been busy running the federal government single-handedly. Biden, as of Tuesday, his seventh day in office, had handed down 40 executive orders, according to reports. By the way, Biden and others had decried executive orders. Uh, when Trump was doing them in his first week. That was more than Barack Obama issued in his first year, and just 15 shy of Donald Trump's inaugural year, year, year tally, based on the National Archives. Yeah, in the first week, Biden has issued more executive orders than any president in history. Under the guise of combating racism and xenophobia, Biden on Tuesday banned federal workers from referring to COVID-19 as the China virus. Uh, Did Trump really call it the China virus on a regular basis? Hodge twins call it the China virus. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I know that Trump said it a couple of times, but did he really call it the China virus with regularity? I don't remember him doing that. I know he did it a couple of times, but typically what we hear for COVID, um, Wuhan flu was the big one. That's what everybody called it for the longest period of time. Uh, the CCP virus, with Chinese Communist Party virus, is a favorite of, of uh, media from Asia. And which is one that I use on a regular basis too. And but you know it'll be China virus from now on. I mean we'll you know we'll go back and forth to other terms, but China virus seems pretty good, especially since uh, one yeah it came from China. uh, Two it came from the stupid lab. Okay, so we can call it the Chinese virus or the China virus or whatever you want to call it because it came from the stupid lab. And the World Health Organization is out there this week and they're trying to tell you we don't have. It's too early to tell where the virus came from. Why is it that 13 months after this thing, 14 months after we knew about this thing, that suddenly it's now too early to definitively say where it came from, when for months, oh, it came from the soup? You notice there's a very basic rule, and I know that I've gone over this many times on the show, but it's been a while, I think, since I've said it. Here's how you know if somebody's lying to you. The story keeps changing. Really is that simple. I mean, it's actually the most basic and simple detection of a lie that everybody knows and everybody has. If somebody's story keeps changing, they're lying to you. It really is that simple. If somebody is out there telling you the virus came from bat soup and they're definitively on that bat soup kick. It doesn't matter what evidence. Yeah, it's, you know, what. why are they destroying all this data and not letting people into the country to help again? It seems like they're hiding something. Why would they be hide, hiding a perfectly innocent outbreak that happened at a wet market because somebody didn't cook their soup enough? Like, that's not something that anybody blamed the Chinese for. So why are the Chinese treating this as if it were a state secret? What is the logic behind that if it really just came from soup? And China, for their part, Leaked documents out of China that have been smuggled out of the country that I have gone over with you. Even head people in China say it didn't come from the stupid wet market. They think it came from the lab. So the Chinese think it came from the lab. The Chinese blamed like 10 different groups for the virus, including the United States and specifically the United States Army soldier who's running in a marathon over there for spreading the virus. They're the ones that brought the virus to China. So if it came from a wet market, why do you keep blaming all of these other entities? They at one point blamed India, too, by the way. They, they claimed that it was some kind of a cyber, uh, not a cyber attack, but a uh, uh, biological attack on them. Because China and India is still having this border dispute. So the fact that China keeps the origins of the virus tells you that China is lying to you. I mean, the other way to tell China is lying to you is that China is telling you something. It automatically just assume that they're lying. So historical norms of naming a virus for where it originated aside, right? Besides all of that, the Chinese created this thing and it came from their lab, definitively making it the China virus. Not just because it happened in their country. Clearly has nothing to do with xenophobia or anything else. You want to talk about xenophobia? Let's talk about Joe Biden not letting people from Central and South America into the United States uh, through the uh, the air, airports. Now, why why does he have a travel ban? So he lifted the travel ban on, on uh, radical jihadist supporting countries, but he kept the travel ban in place for Europe and Brazil and some of these other countries just through the airports. But you still want to come through the southern border as an illegal immigrant. We'll let you do that what it's just it is so incoherent it's crazy did you see that the uh the former white house stenographer said that joe biden is operating at about half of his cognitive ability from what he used to have now i don't i don't know how accurate that is but you know we've we've documented his cognitive decline here for a long time going back to before he even left the white house but So again, it's just one of these absurdly stupid things that doesn't make any sense, has no value, has no meaning. It is purely designed to attack people who haven't done anything wrong. And the reality of the situation is, this is a Chinese virus. It was likely created by their government, maybe with funding from us and Dr. Fauci, who knows, and it got out of their lab. And there isn't any evidence whatsoever to the contrary of that you know China says just a few weeks ago we welcome anybody coming to our our country and investigating where this virus came from why do you need to investigate where the virus is coming from if it came from bat soup and everybody knows it came from bat soup because it didn't come from bat soup and everybody knows it didn't come from bat soup I mean the intelligence industries of the west all think it came from the lab now they're convinced and they're convinced for various reasons Not only whistleblowers who keep telling you it came from the lab, we saw it, and also because of the behavior of the Chinese government, who are clearly hiding state secrets here. Now, did they create it as a weapon, or did it just escape? That's the question that needs to be answered, and people have various theories on that. What we know for sure is that the Chinese intentionally allowed the virus to spread all over the world. Also thereby making it the China virus. Because had they locked everything down the way that they were supposed to, instead of flights to go out to other countries, we would not have been having this problem. But of course, that's not what happened. So the World Health Organization sends a team after China says, we welcome anybody to come investigate where the virus comes from. World Health Organization says, all right, we'll send a team over. So they send a team over, and the World Health Organization does whatever China wants. Uh, you know, three administrations at the WHO have been in the pockets of China. This is well-documented, okay? This is not any... You can go back and see all of the reports and assessments on this, that the WHO, going back, three administrations have been very, very friendly, ties to the Chinese regime. So they send a team over, though, the WHO does, just a couple of weeks ago. Team lands, and hey, uh, when you invited us in to go ahead and, and uh, investigate where the virus is from, yeah, we're here. And China goes, yeah, no, you're not. You're not coming in. Get on the plane, leave. So the WHO team that got sent to China to investigate the origins of the China virus see I there at the invitation of the Chinese, was denied entry into the country when they showed up at the invitation of the Chinese to investigate the origins of the virus. Now why do you think that is? And right after that, the WHO goes out there and says, you know, it's really too early uh, to tell anybody where this virus came from. Nope. I gave you the report predating COVID. Went back a couple of years before the outbreak in which they said that they thought that a virus getting out of that lab was a high likelihood event. An international team. That was their assessment. I've given you the Russian scientists uh, who have worked at the lab who told you yeah they're doing some pretty crazy stuff there they're making viruses you know jump from animal to animal to animal to human in order to study hiv he says they were doing it under you know a good premise and dr fauci in the united states helped fund that but the reality is that thing came out of that lab there just isn't another there isn't another proposed story that makes any sense So if it came out of a Chinese government lab in the nation of China, and China allowed the virus to spread throughout the world, even though they knew there was an outbreak, it's the Chinese virus. Period. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Celebrate the 55th edition of the big game. Commonly referred to as the Booper Soul on this program with exclusive 55 to 1 odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you've never tried FanDuel before, new users can bet on either team and get 55 to 1 odds. So whether you're taking... Uh, taking tom brady or if you're taking uh what's the uh the other guy for the chiefs whatever it does i forget his name uh what doesn't matter who you take the bucks or the chiefs uh you get 55 to one odds doesn't matter which team you pick okay so you can bet five dollars and if you win it turns into 275 bucks all right so again that's that's all awesome of course the game's on uh february 7th so 55 to one odds this is only on fan duel So again, the easy, very simple to use. They pay out in as little as 24 hours, and they even have uh, really cool betting options like live betting, things of that nature that you just don't find on other apps. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use my promo code, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y, to get started. So again, it's the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use my promo code when you sign up, Casey. 21 and over and present in Indiana only, new users only. Must wager on designated boost market deposit is required max bonus is 275 dollars see full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com if you have a gambling problem please get help call 1-800-9-WITH-IT there you go all right uh what else do we have here just uh just some i mean just watch very interesting discussions happening on happening on the live stream you know listeners um having some very good discussions about various things that we're discussing today. So if you missed that, check us out, dlive.tv slash Casey, the host. Uh, YouTube has extended Trump's ban indefinitely. So there is that. Did you really expect YouTube to allow Trump to come back? So they're going to keep the, the National Guard troops, as many as they can. They're going to keep them at the Capitol until the impeachment process is over. The Democrats have no chance of convicting the president. Well, the former president, but he is the president. They have no chance of convicting him. None whatsoever. But they're going to go through the charade anyway. And they're once again going to lose. And it's going to look very badly for them. But they're keeping the National Guard there. Uh, I saw a couple of people on the live stream pointing out that there's this, oh, hey, there's going to be more uh, terror threats and stuff like that happening. There isn't. There's no identified threats that have actually happened, folks. It's just it it hasn't materialized. You know, if the media had done their job and read the threat assessment from the inauguration and it said it's page two, you came into your first red alerts that nothing was actually at risk here. And then by page six, you had a complete picture of the threat assessment. And the threat assessment was, we don't have any credible threats. But we're going to tell everybody we have credible threats because, hey, why not? Let's just scare everybody and demonize an entire population who hasn't done anything wrong. So that's what they did. And had they had they made available the knowledge that Nancy Pelosi wanted manned machine gun nests at various points of the Capitol to mow down large chunks of unarmed people, I, you know, who knows what the backlash of that could have been. I still haven't seen a lot of mainstream reporting on that. There's been a few. A few have kind of picked up on the story, but there hasn't been a lot of mainstream reporting about that. You know, we're talking about, again, fixed machine gun positions. We're not talking about big, scary assault rifles. We're talking about machine guns. That's what Nancy Pelosi wanted there at the Capitol for the inauguration. (laughs) Probably more for a photo op than anything. Joe Biden, uh, freedom is triumphant and Joe Biden going to get sworn in, but we had to have machine guns present because of those evil Trumpers. It's just bizarre. So they're certainly not going to allow Trump to have a voice on any platform while impeachment is going on, even though he'll be completely exonerated again. Uh, So YouTube has, their suspension has been extended again indefinitely. Uh, Giuliani's been slapped with new restrictions uh, on YouTube as well. And again, YouTube is owned by Google who has a ton of whistleblowers who have come forward and told you about all the horrible things they do in order to steer elections and all of that. Now, you go back in time. Do you remember me telling you after the 2016 election that executives at Google were crying? You remember me telling you that? And they changed, and I told you to watch out for it. They changed their entire process and how they throttle speech over there. People ask me a lot. Casey, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Uh, Well, I'm not going to tell you to get off of YouTube. I'm not going to tell you to do that. But what I will tell you to do is to support other platforms. You know, whether that's my channel on D live or although I'm having problems with D live now, whatever it is. You know, the other thing that I would tell you to do, this is probably the biggest thing that I can tell you to do is to stop using Google dot com. Just stop. I realize if you have an Android phone, you got Google on there, I understand that. You, you really, when you're coming to smartphones, you're picking between your evils, right? Which evil do I want? Apple evil or, or Google evil? I, I understand that. But as far as your search engine stuff, y- you, you can't use Google anymore. You just, honestly, you can't. As a last resort, if you can't use one of the other ones to find stuff, use Google. But they are manipulating their search results in order to brainwash people. And they've been doing it for years. I've tried telling you about it. tried warning people about it. Nobody believes me. And unfortunately, we've seen the culmination in what it has done to people's brains. It's just turned people into just noodle heads. I mean, it's ridiculous to see what, what's happening. But um, that, that's my first bit of advice to you is to dump Google as your search engine. Find something else. DuckDuckGo is a popular option, but it's not the best option, in my opinion. All right, we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I do want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Uh, here, Head over to Breitbart.com. Uh, for the record, can I just say this? Uh, aside from MNC and this show, Breitbart does a better job of covering Michiana than a lot of the local places do. Just want to throw that out there. Michigan Governor Gretchen Witchmer repeatedly refused to discuss details on Monday about what led to the abrupt resignation of a top health advisor. Now, before we we dive into this, I just have to remind everybody that when uh, Whitmer put infected people inside of nursing homes... As she was copying what Cuomo was doing in New York, which was in violation of the CDC guidelines, by the way, um, and when she did that, even her own party blasted her for it. Like, what are you doing? Like, clearly, senior citizens are the most vulnerable population. We knew that early on with the virus, that senior citizens were were uh, the ones that were most at risk from the virus. So we knew that pretty early on, and obviously that's common sense because senior citizens are vulnerable to a lot of these diseases anyway, and they looked at it and go, what are you doing? And then people started dying. And then there were more Michigan Democrats who were pointing out, hey, why did you do this? This is crazy. You're getting people killed. Stop. And do you remember what Governor Witchmer's response was? It's been a while. I, I could forgive you for maybe forgetting or maybe you hadn't tuned in yet. You hadn't started paying attention to the the real news on what was going on around us. Do you remember what her response was? Her response was, I didn't do it. The health department did. I had nothing to do with infected people going into nursing homes. You remember that? And then do you remember the part where there was collective media outrage in Michigan media and local media about how she got caught lying about that? with emails that got leaked do do you remember that and how it was actually Gretchen Whitmer who suggested putting infected people in the nursing homes and she's the one that signed off on it you remember the collective outrage over that that's right there wasn't any collective outrage because the media buried it they absolutely buried it like I said it doesn't matter what your tribe does the ends justify the means Whitmer dodged three separate questions posed virtually from reporters about the departure of Health and Human Services Director Robert Gordon. Okay. So again, the governor was asked for very specific questions about this, uh, asked whether she asked for his resignation. NBC 25 reported all of that while appearing to read from notes. Whitmer said, quote, I want to begin by thanking Robert Gordon and new director Elizabeth Hertel Did as well. Now, Elizabeth Hertel has her own issues. To lead this department in unimaginable circumstances that it has been grueling, Whitmer said. She continued, he worked hard to protect our public health before attempting to pivot to talk to Hertel. Or Hertel, whatever. But another reporter brought back up the sudden resignation. Hold on a second. Hey, can you describe the relationship that you had with Robert Gordon? I don't think I have anything to add with regard to my comments about, you know, the former director. I shared with you that I wish him well, I'm grateful for his leadership, and we've got a wonderful new director at the department. That's what Whitmer responded to. All right. She's running from the question. So here comes another report. For the record, I need to give kudos here to Michigan reporters for actually asking this. Because a lot of the crap that has happened with her administration has been under the rug michigan media has been horrendous in covering her correctly a third reporter apologized for asking about gordon again i, I i'm i'm just i am mean, I'm, I'm so sorry i don't mean to keep bringing this up you know it's just a, it's a major question and you're not answering it governor and then whitmer apparently seemed to scoff beneath her mask uh, did you ask for director gordon's resignation and was this expected at all This is a basic question. You're the chief executive of the state. You've got your head health director resigning in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, you're getting ready to allow people to go back to restaurants in in a few days. It's a perfectly legitimate question. Hey, why is the uh, head of the health department leaving? Did they get burned out? They tired? They just done? Did you guys have an issue? What happened? Did you ask for their resignation? I wish him well. Now, if you've ever worked for a company that notifies you, usually because of the size of the company, that ever notifies you of like people getting fired, you already know who got fired and who left on amicable terms, right? So if somebody, let's say they find a, a better job, or they move, or maybe they just want to stay home and raise the kids now, Here's the email that you always get. It's sad news. We're going to miss so-and-so, but they're moving on to bigger and better things. and, And, you know, make sure you stop by before this date, which will be their last day, and make sure you thank them and say your goodbyes and everything else and have all contact information that you need. It's we really wish them the best. We cannot thank them enough for being a part of our family. That's the email that you get when somebody is just leaving, but everything's all good. Uh, The email that you get when somebody has been canned is so-and-so no longer works here. Wish them the best in the future. Which is exactly what Whitmer did at that press conference. Which is exactly why three reporters said, what the heck? Why'd you fire him? What happened? Do we need to be concerned? Did he do something really wrong that might be jeopardizing people's lives? Did he call you out on your bullcrap? Maybe about the nursing home thing. What happened? I already said I wished him well. Now let's uh, let's pass it over to this person here who's replacing him. Mm. There's some real problems here. So here's what he tweeted out. Robert Gordon tweeted out, Today I am resigning from the Whitmer administration. It's been an honor to serve alongside wonderful colleagues. I look forward to the next chapter. Uh, My assumption is, and keep in mind, I'm purely doing this from a humanist observation. Robert Gordon was upset about something. Today, I am resigning from the Whitmer administration. It's been an honor to serve alongside wonderful colleagues. Whitmer's not a colleague. So he praised his colleagues, didn't praise Whitmer at all. So that, that tells me something happened. WDIV said that Gordon abruptly left, which means something happened, and he said, that's it, I'm done. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but considering all of the, the mess and the filth and the garbage that has been surrounding the Whitmer administration, particularly about COVID, and how it has been completely gaslit and whitewashed, by michigan media and local media here has been disgusting they've hidden scandal after scandal after scandal with this woman they have refused to cover her what she actually did with covid they've allowed her to blame other people particularly trump for things that she was supposed to have done when she didn't do it in accordance with the law it has been a pretty sickening display of the news media fawning over this woman To the point that Politico actually wrote an article, there isn't a single person in the capital of Michigan who doesn't like her. Not one. Wow. Okay. We obviously know that that's not true. No, Casey, they didn't say like, they said respect. No, it was a fawning article. I went over the quotes. Yes, they specifically said, there isn't a single person in, in the capital who doesn't respect her. Yeah, but the rest of it is, everybody loves Gretchen Whitmer. She's amazing. She's got a smile; it's infectious. That's what the whole article was about—puff piece in Politico. So I want to know what happened here. I—I I have some assumptions that maybe my confirmation bias is pushing at the top of my head, but I—I uh, I want to know if this guy called her out on her crap with nursing homes. That's what I want to know. What if he thinks she's not supposed to be reopening the state, and she's going to reopen anyway? What if he found out that she was only closing the state down because it was politically motivated? I went over Michigan's numbers a couple of weeks ago. They should have opened a long time ago. There's a whole bunch of questions here that should be answered. She's refusing to answer them. But at least three reporters, three, had the courage to at least ask, which is three more than we have had for her entire administration up to this point. You got more coming up. Newstalk 95 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Good afternoon, thank you for tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson, and don't forget, we are live streaming at dlive.tv slash Casey, the host. Alright, so, uh, what, is, what is this, this uh, the oil and gas thing, yeah. Uh, so, Biden has been sued for the oil and gas situation that he's been limiting oil and gas so uh, he's hit with the same day lawsuit over a ban on oil and gas leasing on federal lands he's been accused of exceeding authority with indefinite moratorium on that so a western pro energy group filed that lawsuit today Um, a couple of days ago the supreme court threw out a lawsuit alleging that trump had profited illegally from his presidency there was never any merit to that case Uh, He lost $600 million in net worth. And so the Supreme Court tossed that. And then a judge also slapped Biden with uh, a—he slapped down his deportation freeze. So that also happened. So federal judges slapped down President Biden's 100-day deportation freeze for illegal aliens, ruling in favor of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, who sued against the measure— I saw Ken Paxton. Uh, he was making the rounds on a couple of shows kind of explaining his position on this. And, uh, and, and, again, it's it's a lot more than just the do you support illegal aliens, do you not, that sort of thing. It's, you know, the way that he framed his case is really good. It was, it was a very interesting strategy. I don't remember all the nuances and details of it. He's a much smarter person than I am on this stuff. Uh, but he tweeted out, victory texas is the first state in the nation to bring a lawsuit against the biden administration and we won within six days of of biden's inauguration texas has halted his illegal deportation freeze this was a seditious left-wing insurrection in my team and i stopped it there you go Um, so again he, he blocked it and pretty big loss now you have to understand something the border wall construction pause, which is supposed to, I think officially today, is supposed to be over with, right? You're not allowed to do any more construction. Uh, I think they said there's like 3,000 jobs that are immediately lost as a result of this. Don't quote me on the actual number. It's, it's in the thousands, but it's like the low thousands. But, uh, you know, they had just deported a murderer, a convicted murderer, the day before he ordered the deportation freeze like right before it and people were pointing out like hey like we just got rid of some really bad people that you're going to force us to hold on to now and now we've got to have those resources and we've got to be able to deal with the resources for any caravans or anything else that might be headed our way too so congratulations to uh ken paxton the state of texas more coming up news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel